Welcome in to another episode, episode number six of the Growing Faith podcast with your illustrious hosts, Mark Daniels, staff pastor at our Milk Plain campus. Say hello, Mark. Hello there. Thank you for listening. And I am Rick McClatchy from the Rocky Butte campus of Manor House. Our heart, of course, in this podcast is to provide tools and resources to those that really are the local church, those that come and love and serve on a weekly basis, and not even weekly, but even daily, just in their everyday lives, uh, in our in our context of gatherings and also our small groups, and then in your workplaces, etc. So our heart is to equip you, and we're hoping that you're finding this time useful, and of course, always open to your feedback and ideas of future episode plans. So today, um, Mark, you've done such an awesome job laying a foundation of care. First, you talked about just what is care. Then we talked about how to receive care. God loved us first, so then we can love. And that really plays out even today. We need to be able to receive care. And we talked about receiving care two places, from God and then from other people and how God often works through other people in helping us to feel loved and cared for. And now today we get to step into what will probably end up being part one of two kind of breakdown is how do we now give care? So I guess today what we're going to just start in talking about, if I can help direct what you as you bring the knowledge today, um, how do we care for those in the church? And I think we kind of, as we alluded to right at the beginning, we have two main contexts. We have big kind of more corporate gatherings, whether that's on a Sunday morning or at a dream team night, those kinds of things. And then we also have small group contexts. So we're going to just talk about the corporate one today, just uh, maybe Sunday morning church and and those kinds of things. So why don't you just kind of take it away? Do you have a, a simple formula that you can help give us? I do. So I, I recognize anytime we provide care, care is a deep and wide idea. Care is a big idea. Um, we can make it as complex as we want. And quite honestly, we can give as much time to caring as we would possibly ever dream of. People need care, there's no doubt about it. Others, of course, need more care based on their situation or even their personal makeup. They, they need a lot more input. Um, and, and then there are others who maybe don't need as much. They need a good little encouragement to, to keep them moving forward well. But like you said, we as church people, we find ourselves in two primary contexts. The bigger context, we're going to call them gatherings, and then the smaller context. And I, because care is such a big idea, I always try to simplify something so that I can remember it. When I come to church on a Sunday, when I show up on a Thursday night dream team night like is happening here, in June, um, I, I see what we're trying to do, and I try to come with a really simple mindset that I'm number one gonna be aware of who's there and of what's going on while I'm there. Number two, I'm going to be attentive to the people that I'm talking to in the moment. And then number three, I'm going to be action oriented. So if I'm going to provide care, I'm gonna be aware, I'm gonna be attentive, and then I'm gonna be action oriented. I think that's pretty cool that you made them all start with the letter A. Hey, what can I say? I'm, I'm an A-plus kind of guy. That is pretty incredible. <laughs> awesome. So um, talk to me about being aware and maybe even help me because, I mean, there's got to be at least one person. I'm just trusting. There's at least one person listening today that would identify with me when saying sometimes, sometimes your own personal life 
can feel so overwhelming. You know, you roll into into church on Sunday morning, you're just hoping somebody will be aware of you, right? Let sure. alone, you know, being aware of other people. Sure. So talk to me about that. Yeah, and I would say in in moments like that or on days like that, it's okay to go in with a mindset that says, I probably need to find people who are going to care for me and let them do that. Let them pray for you, let them pour into you, and put yourself back into a spot where you might be able to give care because you have first received it, which is what Mm. we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it's really important that we understand and are working out of the love of God for us. When we give care, it's not an obligation. It's certainly not a job description. It's something that we do that grows out of what God has already done for us, whether he did it directly with us or whether he's doing it through somebody. He's loving us with his whole heart, and he's pouring out who he is into us. But why would he do that? Of course he would do it, number one, so that we understand his love. But he's also doing that so that out of that understanding, we can actually provide care for other people. So yeah, if you're not feeling amazingly on top of the world showing up to a gathering, then you better find someone who can pray for you. And I would be looking for that person fairly early on. Uh, you know, uh, go, go find that trusted person, that person that you, you love and that you know loves you and let them pour into you for a few minutes. Um, I think that that's okay. Well, I think that's a really great um, little clarification maybe that you just put in there that it's not, it's not a job description. It's not, it really is just a natural response to what God's already doing in us. And so um, that's pretty cool. So, so let's talk now. Now, let's say we are, we are in a right frame of heart and mind, and we are ready to, to care. Talk to me about what does it mean to be aware? What does that look like? I think there's awareness in two areas. Awareness of the right people, but then awareness of what basically anybody might be doing. Here's what I mean. Awareness of the right people is be aware of, um, of looking, be looking for the people that you lead or that you serve with. Um, so if you are a group leader, be looking for your group members. If you're a group's coach, be looking for your group leaders. If you are a ministry leader over something, be looking for the coaches that you are walking with. Um, no matter what your context might be, be looking for those that you're providing care for. You're, you are aware of, are they here, are they not? You're, you're actually looking for them. You're, you're trying to put on the glasses, can I find them in this crowd? And so you become aware of where they are, if they're there. And you're aware of the fact that maybe they're not there in the moment. And you're maybe pulling out your phone and texting them. Hey, you know, so-and-so, I missed you today. Hope things are going well. And honestly, when I do that, most of the time the response is, Oh, hi, Pastor Mark. Yeah, you know, we went to the coast today. So sorry I wasn't in church. And I I always respond with, why are you sorry you're at the coast? You know, I wish I was right there with you, actually. Um, So nothing to be sorry for. I just wanted to let you know that I I, I noticed you weren't here and I care about you. You matter to me. And uh, man, have a great time at the coast. We'll catch you next week, right? So anyway, I think the awareness is of the right people. The second awareness is, just what about the people in general? Who's, who's isolating themselves? Who's looking at the floor? Who is walking through the crowd really fast, hoping not to talk to anybody? Who is walking through the crowd looking around like, who's going to talk to me? Who is looking around at the signage? That probably means they're new. Who is, you know, like, like be aware in a general sense of what's around you. And if you see someone who looks like they are in need, 
It might be the need is they don't know where the bathroom is, but the need might be deeper than that. Be a person who, again, out of a healthy spot, chooses to, to step into their world and say, how can I help you today? So you're aware of the right people, but then you are also aware of everyone else who's around and you're aware of kind of where they are. It's a social intelligence. If you're not really good at that, you actually can become good at that. It can become a skill that you learn. It's not like you have to be given this amazing gift of social intelligence. You can grow in it. Um, But I think it's becoming aware of the right people and then awareness of just people in general. That's a really great point that I I actually was going to mention, and then you did it. So is that a lot of people listening might go, oh, that's not my thing. You don't understand. I'm an introvert, you know, and I think one, I think sometimes, no, I won't go there, but is is that this is a skill. It's it's something you got to go to the gym and you got to work that out and you're going to get stronger. You're going to get better. And so sometimes it, you know, start with just I'm going to find one person today that I can care for. You Absolutely. might get to a point where, hey, five, six, seven, eight people you were able to care for in a, in a meaningful way, but just start with one. Just just keep your eye out for that one. Because I just think, man, if everybody came to church just looking to care for one person, whoa, all of the care that would be happening. So um, awesome way to cover that whole be aware thing. That's obviously the first most important step to get this this ball rolling. Now let's talk about what does it mean to, to be attentive? Being attentive means that when you're talking with someone, and again, especially in the context of providing care, you're focused on them. You, you're allowing them to be the only person in the room, so to speak. You are, you're making eye contact. You are hearing what they say. You're understanding where they're coming from. You're trying to put yourself in their shoes. You're, you're just, you're staying focused. Being attentive also is a skill. It's, it's staying with that person and not being distracted by the people over that person's shoulder, not being distracted by someone else coming and grabbing you as a pastor. I tell you, I can be talking with someone and invariably somebody will come and interrupt and say, Oh, so sorry to interrupt. But, you know, basically saying my issue is more important than this person's. Here's how I choose to deal with that. And this helps me be attentive to the person I was talking to originally. I'll reach out to that person and I'll just gently kind of touch them on the arm. And, and I'll look to the person who interrupted and I'll say, you know what, I'm, I'm just in a quick conversation here. Is there a chance that you and I could talk in just a minute when I'm done with this person? But because I'm kind of making personal contact with the original person I was talking with, it helps that person know that even though I'm engaging this interrupting person, I'm actually not going to allow them to drag me away from my conversation with you. And it helps me just stay in contact. And it also is a not so subtle cue to the interrupter. I'm not about to be pulled away from this just because of what you have to say. There would be very few things, I think, when we're having a great conversation with someone that could pull us away and have it actually be a great reason. One of those might be, you know, Again, I'm a pastor, right? I'm, I'm a staff person. If there's a medical emergency or if there's a safety concern, okay, great. I, I might have to pull away. But most of the stuff that people are asking me about, honestly, it could wait a few minutes. You may not have that problem because you're not a staff person. Maybe you may not run into the same thing, but you might. If you're a friendly person, you're outgoing, you have a lot of friends, 
um, there's a chance you'll get interrupted. And I think that there's a really good way to just remain attentive. And, and the goal there is to, as best to your ability, just fully understand where they're at and where they're coming from and what they're trying to say. Hear what they say, listen to what they say, take it in and, and start to identify some of the gaps that you might be willing to step into. That's so good. And I think that it's an incredibly important part of the process to put into your into your practice because people notice they do when when you're looking over their shoulder at that other person and you know you your mind your mind is working faster than they can talk to you and there's just this temptation especially i think in our hyper distracted kind of culture that we live in it sometimes the the art of the personal conversation gets a little messed up so so we have first chosen to start to come to the table aware. We're paying attention to those around us. We are then when we are interacting with someone, we are choosing to be actively attentive. Now, um, now that we have heard them, now that we have expressed their importance, now, now what do I do? What is this action oriented? Walk me through what that looks like and why it's important. Yeah, being action oriented is the key because again, our definition for care is God's love in action from one person to another. If you go back to episode two when we talked about care at length um, and, and how we care and how we provide care, etc., I even boldly said that if we, if we only care in motivation and not in action, then I'm not so sure that I care. And that sounds, again, sounds bold, but I think it's true. If I'm not doing something about everything I'm hearing, I'm not sure that I'm really caring. I'm only hearing. So the care piece has to be action-oriented. The action may be as simple as prayer, and can I tell you, prayer is a real action, and it is an action that God can use to really change some things. It's an amazing tool, and I think we should lean into it. But I do think that too often we sell ourselves short and we only pray when we could have done more. You know, Jesus himself says, when you come across someone in need and you say, be warm, be filled, but you don't actually fill the need, I'm not sure that God's love is actually flowing through you. Mm -hmm. That's my paraphrase, the Mark Daniels version. But it was quality. It was yeah, thank quality. you. But, but I think that's, that's Jesus' heart in that moment. He's saying, when we see a need, we should do our best to fill it. Um, I am aware, too, of, of maybe the need in a lot of us to try to fill the whole need. Like there's something in us that says, I've got to take care of this person in every way. And I want to lift that burden off of all of you. Um, I believe that God uses not just me, but a whole lot of other people to fully care for someone. I'm going to play a part, but I'm not going to play the only part. I am never, I'm never the only person that's going to help this, this person that I'm talking to, and neither are you. And so I think you should look for the gap that you can fill, look for the place you can step into, and then do that. It may be sacrificial. It may require some money and some time. So I'm not saying it's always easy, but I am saying you're equipped to do it. You should do that. But I don't think that God's calling us to take care of this whole person, and we actually need to, to not buy into that. So the idea is I do take a step. I do actively provide care, whether it's prayer or I'm giving them a resource or I'm introducing them to the right person in that moment. I'm doing something that, that I can do, but I'm not trying to do everything for them. Yeah, I, I like it. I think you encapsulated it well there. We 
there's a prayer aspect, there might be a person aspect, so we're gonna connect them to the right person. And there might be a provision aspect where we're connecting them. See, I'm all I about the alliteration today. So I have the prayer, A's, you the have person, peace. the prayer, the person, and the provision. And we don't have to be the one that is the person, and we don't have to be the one that is necessarily providing that provision piece. Right. But we're, what we're doing is connecting. We're, we're helping connect them to the thing that is going to meet their need. And that is, that is care. It is action. Um, so I love that. So first we come, we're aware. Then we're paying attention. Those build a great foundation to allow care to happen. And then being action-oriented and making sure that we don't overburden ourselves by thinking we're Superman. Right. And we got to take care of it all. Right. But recognizing the power of the body of Christ, that we all bring something to the table. And the more that we're able to connect people to community, the more their life is strengthened in the big picture. Well, Mark, I just want to say thank you so much for bringing those thoughts to the table. I think those are those are actually highly applicable, really, in every area of my life. I think if I put those in practice at my workplace, if I put those in practice at home, yeah. if I'm aware of people at home and yeah. I see that my daughter is is obviously not having a great day and it causes me to take some time. Yep. Wow. I mean, just the value of the personal relationship impact this can have. So thank you so much for bringing that. Um, and so again, this is part one. We're going to come back with another episode and begin to talk about even how you care in the small group context in the local church. And I'm excited to have that discussion with you as well. Again, Rick McClatchy and Mark Daniels. And so again, I'm Rick M at manahouse.church and Mark is M-A-R-K, the letter D at manahouse.church. And we would love to have any feedback, any ideas you might have for future episodes. Our goal, our heart is to serve you in this. Thank you so much for taking time to be a part of this episode today. We just pray God's blessing on you today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you care well for those God puts in your world. 